hello. Welcome to Healthy Perspectives, a podcast that takes on current cultural and social issues through a clinical lens. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate your time. I I know in the description today, I am going to write in some disclaimer uh, because I am going to speak life into things that normally don't get said. So if you if you're clicking on this, I'm assuming oh a, a few different options. Number one, you're curious about the title. Is he really going to talk about liking rape? Number two, you're a perpetrator and you're absolutely filthy coming here because you want to feed your own ego. Not going to work too well here. You will be disappointed. Or number three, you've been in this position. You have been raped or molested and people don't talk about why you like it. And it frustrates you because you simultaneously hate it. And I'm going to address that today. So hang in there with me. This is a very difficult topic. I am going to do the very best I know how as of today. Hopefully 10 years from now, I could do better. But the very best I know how to do this with gentleness, because this is a very serious and most often an unspoken reality. So let's start with why am I doing this? It is because it has to happen, people. I'm a counselor. You know that. If you followed me, if you're paying attention, if if you go back over every single episode before this, all of them, there is clinical content in even the most unusual ones. If I'm talking about political issues, I'm talking about culture, sociology, psychology. I'm not telling you what you have to think. I'm helping you understand how our thinking, feeling, and our experience of the world around us works. And when it comes to rape, I know that's a really powerful word for a lot of you, but when it comes to rape, I have had the unfortunate reality of working with hundreds of people, maybe thousands at this point, of people through this very difficult trauma. And so often in the middle of it, the experience is how come nobody talks about that part of it? How come nobody says that? Because the healing process often requires an understanding of what's going on when the trauma was created. Not always, but the vast majority of the time. 
So we're going to dig into it. And we're going to, we're going to talk about why when somebody is raped, can they have the experience of, I liked it in the middle of all of it being wrong in every single way, every way. And this is learned experience for me. This is not firsthand. So for those of you looking for a firsthand report, I can't give you that. Thank goodness I can't give you that. But what I can do is tell you, I've walked hundreds, at least hundreds of people through this process. And it's been a learning experience every single time. And so I learned. I learned a lot. So we're going to get right after it. Perpetrators, you can just log off. You're not going to like this. This is going to be very disappointing. Because when I say liked it, it's not liked as in it was good and it was okay. There's a couple of things happening. And I'm just going to speak truth to the situation. You have, anytime you have a sexual encounter, good, bad, whatever, you have a relational aspect and a biological aspect. I'm going to focus first on the biological aspect. The body by design, whether you're male or female, when encountering a sexual opportunity, is going to do what it's supposed to do. So if you're a boy, a little boy, and you are being molested, you're going to get an erection, even if you don't want to. If you are a man and you get raped, you will get an erection. And you'll, t- you'll tell yourself stuff like this. I-, I must have wanted it. I mean... I got an erection. No. No, that is the biology doing what the biology is supposed to do. I hear men and women who've talked with me and they tell me things like, I, everything in me didn't want it. But then parts of it felt good. Why? Biology. There are pleasure centers in sexual interactions by design. By design to encourage us to procreate. So the fact that those pleasure pleasure sensors work only speaks to the biology. And unfortunately, we don't talk about this stuff. So people are running around out there, too many to count, who have had poor sexual experiences or bad sexual experiences. And they don't understand that's 
that it's because of two things, biology and relationship. So if you were raped and there was a part of it that was pleasurable, that doesn't make it okay. It doesn't make it good. It doesn't mean that you wanted it. It means your biology works the way that it's supposed to work. That's all it means. It doesn't mean anything else. I know for many of you who are probably finding this, that that was really hard to hear. My hope is that it is freeing to hear. We're going to flip the other to the other side for a few minutes. And I want to talk about the relationship aspect because a lot of confusion happens there as well. Relationally, we, especially in cases, I'm sticking with cases of rape, molestation, uh, you know, those, those uh, sexual interactions that are not acceptable and healthy for the perpetrator. But it says nothing to you as the victim. If you were molested by your uncle and it's incestual, doesn't speak to you and your character at all if you're the victim people don't tell you that if you if you're listening to this don't you wish people would help you understand or at least be understanding of i have heard too many people to count Saying things like, I thought I was going to be dirty for the rest of my life. Because my first sexual encounter was a family member. A brother, a sister, an uncle, an aunt, a father or a mother. And you're not. That moment doesn't speak to your character at all. It speaks to the character of the perpetrator, the person who hurts you. Relationally. Look, I'm going to, I'm going to address multiple things here there's this idea that floats around that when somebody is raped, they were asking for it. The answer to that is nope, not ever. If somebody does not want to have sex for any reason, then the answer is don't have sex. And if you pursue, you are a perpetrator. And if you 
don't speak to it, it doesn't mean it's not okay. So for instance, the victim, if the victim in the situation is resistant and says, please don't, or no, I I don't want to do this, anything of that nature, or anything even close to that nature, the answer is no. We call that consent. If the person who is the victim is too young to consent, then the answer is assumed to be no, even if they want to. And if you don't understand that, you need to figure out this world because that's evil in its purest form of evil. If a child is the victim of a sexual predator, and that's what you are, if you're a perpetrator of that kind of behavior, if a child is subjected to something like that, that's just evil. And it speaks zero percent to that child. None. Relationally, that child, that child, in, in, in for all intensive purposes, from uh, f- from a vantage point of a clinical counselor, is still clean. They will feel dirty. They will have psychological, sociological, and cultural impacts because of it. Probably biological too, and definitely some spiritual things. They're clean. That's why we talk about things like the innocence of a child. It is never, ever okay to purposely hurt a child. Ever. Ever. And if you're that person who as a child encountered that, the answer is, It doesn't speak to you and your character at all. None, zero. Relationally, you're still okay. You're still gonna, like, you're gonna have a lot of work to do. You know that. I'm not telling you something you don't know. And your character is still intact. If you're 10, 12, 18, 20, 50, and you're listening to this or watching this on Rumble or YouTube, do you know what? You're still okay. It doesn't speak to your character that that occurred to you as a child. Now, in the aftermath of these kinds of things, a lot of things can happen. I told you it's biological and I told you it's relational. This will impact every relationship you're in. I hate to tell you that if you're new to the game, uh, you know, then then (laughs) shouldn't call it that. My bad. Look, if you're new to the 
experience of life. If you're new to the experience of life post-rape, it's very important that you understand there's a lot of work in front of you psychologically. Your head, your heart, your soul will all scream at you. This is the stuff that they, they don't talk about. Now, nobody talks about this. It, they, they, your head will scream at you. Your heart will scream at you. Your soul will scream at you. And they will be so loud and so overwhelming. That a lot of times, unfortunately, what happens is people go numb. They go relationally numb. They don't want to have sex ever or the opposite. Well, I'm, you know, I'm not saying this is if this is your case, but oftentimes we hear the, I was, I was ruined anyway. I was dirty anyway. So, you know, at that point, sex lost its meaning. It became purely biological. So did you like it? Biologically, maybe. In some cases, that does happen. In many cases, it just hurts. The vast majority of the, uh, the, the rape victims that I have encountered were women. The vast majority. There are, there are men, and unfortunately, men just don't typically talk about it or report it. The vast majority were women. And even though the biology would get to the point where there wouldn't be a lot of damage, oftentimes the perpetrators of rape are not waiting for that to occur because they're, I mean, I'm going to sound judgmental here, but they're sick and disgusting. And it's just purely a power play at that point. By the way, I have sat with perpetrators too. And when it comes right down to it, if you're a perpetrator and you've made it this far, well, good on you. You are somebody who's trying to uh, maybe learn something, hopefully do some of your own growth. As I've sat with perpetrators in the past as well, in that, in, in that kind of encounter, what I, what, what I often hear is I learned this from my dad, from my mom, from my uncle, from my whoever, or it's, you know, it's a, it was an overwhelming urge, um, you know, emotional uh, responsiveness because nobody taught them how to manage the emotions, the relational emotions. And so they overpower them. I'm not justifying, not at all. It's still sick and disgusting. And it's not always because they want to hurt somebody. So I can empathize with that. That, that took me actually longer than understanding the other side, the rape of the victim side. Um, because I had my, my own stigmas of people who perpetrated these kinds of things. Um, still, they need lots of help. 
and it needs to be cleared up. We know a perpetrator is getting well when they start to confess openly and want have a desire to create restitution. Usually restitution is, you know, hey, I'm going to go I I'm going to confess it. I'm going to go to jail on purpose. Like I I need to do that as part of the restitution process. Uh, it doesn't happen very often though, unfortunately. So back to the victims circling back some of the things that are not said if you go numb and you take that numbness into your next relationship you will damage the relationship doesn't mean it can't work i'm just telling you you will damage the next relationship if 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 you absolutely cannot have sex anymore. Then the sad part, and, and don't get me wrong, it's not, life isn't all about sex. But the problem with that mentality after uh, a, a traumatic experience is that you then have to live knowing you're not going to be able to love and bring that specific type of pleasure to then the relationship you have next. And that can be really difficult, like really, really difficult. So my encouragement is find a good trauma trained counselor. And that may be a little bit difficult. I'm not, not that there aren't great counselors in your area, but it may be difficult because to find a really good trauma trained counselor, it's, it's difficult. It's, there's a lot that are trauma trained and they can walk you through these models, but to be able to make the experience unique to you and your walk and your experience that that takes a special talent and my hope is that you would find one shop around go to 50 different counselors i don't care if you don't like them if you can't connect with them if you don't feel safe with them move on to the next one until you find somebody primarily that you feel safe with so now i want to talk to you about your next steps as if you're a victim of a sexual encounter that was very unhealthy for you. Even if it wasn't rape, even if it wasn't rape, you had an unhealthy sexual encounter. The next steps are to find a therapist, a good therapist, and begin to tell the story in whatever way is reasonable for you. But you can only do that if you're safe, safe, safe. Safe, safe, safe. There's three safes. Safe environment. If you walk into a counseling office and you don't feel like the environment is safe for you, it is not the right place to be. And you know, give it two or three sessions would be my suggestion because sometimes you walk into something and you're like, eh, I mean, it's not unsafe, 
but I don't feel super safe because the next pieces are the most important, right? Environmental safety is really, I mean, it's, it's not so much about how it's decorated or it's, it's your experience as you walk into it. Do you feel safe? And I'll tell you what makes it feel the most safe is safe number two, which is relationship safety. Do you feel safe with the person or people in the space? Usually that's the most important safety aspect before you begin to share it which means spend some time connecting first. And the third one is you always maintain the eject button, the timeout call. At any moment in the middle of a sentence, if you are feeling overwhelmed, if you are feeling like you just can't go on, if you are feeling like, you know what? I just want to be done. You call a timeout and that must be respected. And if it's not, get out of the office and do not return. Period. Because what I don't want is any of you who have a trauma like this to be re-traumatized in the process of working through your trauma. And by re-traumatized, here's the, here's the beauty of that model. I just, I just told you that three safety model. Here's the beauty of it. If you encounter a good counselor, a very good counselor, and you say time out, and they allow you to stop. Yes. You were technically re-traumatized. The trigger occurred, which is probably why you called the time out. But because you were able to be empowered enough to say time out or no, and it works, it scaffolds over the old trauma and begins to reattach it. It'll eventually turn it to a bad memory. Bad memories we can deal with. We can deal with those. You can, you can manage those. You probably do all the time. Traumas, they overwhelm us too much. And so it changes our behaviors, our decision-making abilities, stuff like that. So I said a bunch of things in here that I know are not often said. My hope is that this will help people I always welcome feedback. The last thing I know I, I slipped up the one time, I'm going to leave it in there because I'm imperfect. It is not a game. I know that. I apologize for that part. My hope is that this helps you. If you listen to this and you know somebody who needs this, please share it with them. My whole podcast is all about helping people. And if this can help one person, five people, a hundred, I don't, if it helps one, I am happy 
to have given my time for that to occur. Thank you so much for joining us. I, I know this was a heavy one, but I still hope you have a wonderful day. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We appreciate our audience a lot. So we give you some simple ways to track us down. Please like, subscribe, and follow all the podcasts on different platforms. But you can also email us at healthyperspectives at protonmail.com. Or you can check out our website at healthy-perspectives.com slash podcast. It's a backward slash. So if you want to go to our landing page, if you go to healthy perspectives.com. You'll still find us. You just got to click on the podcast button. Thank you so much.